Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, founder of Maximize Social Business, the Social Media Center of Excellence, and the Social Tools Summit, Neil Schaefer. everybody. This is Neil Schaefer and welcome to another exciting episode of Maximize Your Social. In preparation for the upcoming Social Tools Summit, I'm going to be doing a lot of interviews with some of the folks that you're actually going to be able to not only hear speak but really network with on a deep level and just attain a lot of information that you can't get by reading blogs and you know doing email exchanges with all the experts and all the tool vendors out there. So today I'm really excited to introduce you all to Chad Abbott from Absin Live. Absin Live is the live stream partner for Social Tools Summit. And by the time you hear this podcast, we will have a live stream option for those of you that can't physically go to Boston on May 12th for the Social Tools Summit, yet still want to get in on the action. And in this case, the action is just going to be a plethora of information that will give you and your company a competitive advantage. So Chad, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Neil. Really appreciate it. Hey, so we're excited to have Absent Live on as our partner. So I guess, you know, the first thing we should probably talk about is live streaming. And obviously, I published a blog post recently about leveraging live streaming for content marketing. Obviously, for an event, it really is a no-brainer. But there's a lot of other ways to use live streaming that I think a lot of companies haven't really thought about. So, you know, Chad, tell me a little bit about your perspective on the potential for live streaming or maybe, you know, include some of the things you've done with past clients on that notion. Yeah, definitely, Neil. Well, I mean, I guess the answer is really live live video is a powerful content tool for everybody. The most obvious application, like you mentioned, is people who are already doing events, right? Because this is just a way to add additional value to something that they've already gone to some expense to to create. But we've seen a lot of success outside of that realm, too, with working with clients on live video projects. So, you know, live video for some people could look like simply like a a Twitter Q&A, but with live answers. So we've done a lot of those where people will submit questions but get answers from, say, like a president or a CEO or even a celebrity, you know, through submitted questions on Twitter and then live link shared on Twitter. We've done projects where people are kind of getting a glimpse into a, some sort of partially public aspect of a otherwise private event. So it's like a sneak peek or we've done behind the scenes type live videos where you're going into, you know, something that people have some familiarity with, but have never seen the inner workings of. So all of these are ways that brands can kind of have an additional type of content in their content toolbox as a part of their content marketing strategy to reach the people that they're trying to reach online. That's great. It's funny because we talk about beginning with Facebook and now with Instagram, how brands are really trying to show the inner workings, right? The backstage. Absolutely. And video, you know, we all know is the most powerful medium out there. So why don't more businesses use it, right? So for businesses that haven't really been leveraging live stream, you know, how do you recommend they get started? I mean, if they were to contact you, how would you walk them through a process of sort of creating a live stream strategy? Well, first of all, I mean, as you said, video is by far the most powerful form of content. We know that from data. And, you know, in a lot of ways, the power of live video is still up in the air. We know it's at least as powerful as video, probably a lot more powerful. But, you know, we're kind of waiting to see how it settles, how brands are going to use it. You know, we, we recommend a whole variety of ways that people use it, and we see great returns on it for clients. But, you know, it can depend. And to get to your second question, I mean, the, the answer is it's easy to get started. 
everybody can do it to some extent. And the extent to which, you know, brands engage with live video is really dependent on a number of factors, including the outcomes that they're looking for and the budget they have. Uh, in, in some cases, you know, we'll talk to clients, you know, because we, we do other types of marketing too, and, and we'll be working on, say, email campaigns or, or social campaigns, and we'll see an opportunity to integrate live video. And in some cases, our suggestion is really just, well, why don't you do something kind of amateur? Why don't you try and do it yourself? And in some cases, that actually adds value. It almost adds like an authenticity. And mm-hmm. uh, we see that with success, like the reason cell phone videos sometimes outperform professionally produced videos on YouTube and so on. And so sometimes we'll say, just give it a go, give it a try, you know, set up a little Ustream channel and give it a go. And then in other cases, especially with events, when we're talking about events, we'll often recommend a more comprehensive plan that includes actual live video production at a broadcast level and often other aspects that would be integrated into the stream too, like uh, advertising or branding or even live links to get people to take actions at certain points. So there's a whole spectrum, but at least the beginning of that is accessible by just about anybody. Well, and I guess, you know, we can talk about the emergence of of Meerkat and Periscope, and I I still think there's just a lot more buzz about it than actual users but just today and i'm on meerkat right i did one little broadcast but mm-hmm. you get fed into the loop and then all of a sudden i get this notification on my iphone madonna is starting a meerkat or starting to broadcast live yeah so that's extremely extremely yeah. powerful so so i suppose you know maybe in the past you could you would have said a, a Ustream or a google plus hangout on air maybe that you know maybe meerkat and periscope or if you have a large twitter funnel are the easiest ways to just start an experiment right yeah, that's right. I mean, these these new tools, I mean, so the, the jury's still out on them, right? I mean, we, we don't yeah. know whether they're going to be successful or not, but what they are is a proof of concept. And we know at least that there's this massive interest on both the user end and on the brand end, which, you know, in some cases is celebrities, but in other cases is just, you know, pioneering brands who are looking to reach people who otherwise wouldn't pay attention to them. We saw the same thing with Snapchat, right? Yeah, yeah. And so here with the, with these types of apps, yeah, I mean, this is a great way to just jump into it. You know, anybody can set up a, you know, Meerkat account in about two seconds if they have a Twitter profile on their phone and just do something and see what the response is and then do something different and see what the response is to that. And the great, the great kind of testing capability with these apps comes from the fact that you've got this pre-created audience, which is your Twitter audience, that automatically you know, finds out about your stream. So it gives you this kind of testing ground where you can just try stuff. And the solution is usually both and, right? So even when we're doing mm. professionally um, produced streams for certain clients, you know, that doesn't in any way negate the value of these kind of amateur type services like Meerkat, which gives, again, that insider, insider perspective. Yeah, so let's move on. I want to talk broadly about, and you're obviously going to be speaking on the session on content marketing. So video as a, as a form of content marketing is very broad and goes above and beyond live streaming. But let's yeah. first start on that, on that subject. You know, it's funny because Twitter buys Vine yeah. and Instagram releases video. And, and what they're saying is we only have the attention span of 12 seconds. And, and we know until very recently that, you know, you don't want to make a YouTube video over two or three minutes. But now we're watching TV on PCs or, you know, on iPads, and we're obviously watching a lot longer. How do you feel about short-form video versus long-form video and how companies can and should probably leverage both of those in different ways? It's interesting you mention that because short- and long-form video 
has somewhat of a different effect than short and long-term live stream video. Mm. But, you know, what I will say is just like any content marketing strategy, it all depends on your audience, right? So the answer is a little different for everybody. But usually it's, again, like you said, a both-and strategy. So in some cases, you're going to be using quick videos that capture people's attention. This is the power of video on social media primarily. We're talking about Facebook videos, you know, now with the auto-playing videos, you know, you have that first like one second to capture their attention before they keep scrolling. Same uh, idea with Instagram. And then there is a place for long-form videos. These are, you know, further down the conversion funnel as you've captured people's attention and you've weeded out the people who aren't genuinely interested. You have room for something a little bit more far-reaching like an interview or something that's more than a promotional piece. Conversely, though, with live video, what we've found is that people actually are willing to engage for a much longer time just because of the live aspect. And I think part of that is kind of the unknown, which is the same reason that theater still has an appeal over movies. And I think there's just a, a curiosity that people have that's there with live video and not there with something that they know has no mistakes or no crazy things because it's been so many times post-produced. And, you know, so we're, we're seeing people averaging on a lot of our, you know, we do, we do a whole variety of type when, when we're talking about events at least of live broadcasts and, you know, most are a minimum of an hour, right? Because most people don't have events unless maybe it's a press conference that are shorter than an hour. So you're looking at an hour to three hours on average for one of these streams. And we're finding people engaging for more than a third of that time. Wow. In many cases, a lot longer. So it, it shows that live video, again, has this different power for brands that even traditional video, which is the otherwise, you know, kind of most preeminent holy grail of content, that, you know, that it doesn't have. You know, it's funny. I, I usually present, when I present on social media marketing and social media strategy, I usually put up a slide that just talks about all the different types of content that are out there mm-hmm. that companies should consider as, as part of their social media. And yeah. just within video itself, you went through a number of different types of content, whether it's, you know, live stream versus static, short form versus long form, and how each of those fit into a different part of the marketing funnel. I thought that was brilliant. And, and there's probably a lot more you can talk about on that. So tell me just... As we near the end, and we can't give everything away because then no one would come to the social tool summit, right? So <laughs> that's right. We need, right. <laughs> we need to leave something for the event. But just you know, on a, on a final note, just you know, holistically speaking about video marketing for business, you know, above and beyond live stream, any last pointers or maybe case studies or experiences you can share with us that will hopefully drive home the point that depending on your objective, you know, the ROI from video marketing can be really powerful. Yeah. Well, you know couple things. The first thing, you know, is just a general thought on the topic is, you know, we've, we've very rarely seen, almost never seen a negative effect of jumping in and trying it. So y- your risk is very low. I mean, there's the cost that you're investing, but we already discussed that you can jump into this at very low cost. So, you know, the barrier to entry is low. The rewards are high. The risk is low. So this is something that's kind of, a, you know, I think you use the word a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. At, at some point, you have to do it, and it might as well be now so you can capture the value from it. You know, the second thought based on your comment about, you know, ROI, I think, you know, the return on this is so valuable that I guess it has so much potential that it's hard to even pigeonhole it because it can it can be the value can be returned in a number of ways, depending what the brand is looking for. So, you know, part of what we do when we work with clients is we help them figure out before we even do this, why are you doing it? What do you want to get out of it? How can we achieve that objective? In some cases, it's, you know, I want eyeballs. I just want brand awareness. And then you have this great potential to do free streaming video in multiple locations and multiple formats and reach a lot of people. In other cases, I hear something like, 
you know, what we really want to do is, is, is lead generation. We want to capture people who are watching this so we can sell to them a little further down the funnel. And so we'll come up with creative ideas about capturing email addresses or incentivizing people to watch uh, by dropping an email and a phone number or something like that. And in other cases, you know, what people are really looking for is just, and this is a goal of content in general, is, you know, growing this audience that you have, growing on Facebook, growing on YouTube, growing on whatever channel is your, you know, preferred tool. And, you know, you can develop strategies for live stream that at their core function, just grow those numbers at a really fast rate. So it totally depends what the goal is. But in, in all of those cases, and even more, you see the, the value and the return coming almost immediately. Great stuff, Chad. Hey, you know, you brought up a point. I, I said that was the last question, but I actually wanted to ask you one more. <laughs> sure. So, you know, we work with Apps and Live. We create videos. This is going to be something the Social Tools Summit faces as well, because we'll have live stream videos and yeah. we're providing them to our sponsors for their own content marketing. So obviously one of the right. big benefits I see is the ability to repurpose this video content and splice and dice it for whatever objective you have. Yeah. But once you get the videos right, there's a number of different places you can post them. You can post them natively on Facebook. You have YouTube. Yeah. You have Vimeo. You have, you know, using a service like Wistia. Right. I suppose you couldn't do it on Ustream unless you live streamed on Ustream. But, you know, of those options, which do you find a lot of companies preferring for what reason? And I'm assuming there's going to yeah. be a multiple answer here because you could upload. You should probably right. best, best practices right now to natively upload to Facebook as well as to YouTube. But above and yeah. beyond that, looking at like Vimeo and Wistia and maybe some of those yeah. other services that help yeah. with analytics and, you know, marketing automation. Any comments on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, to your point, live video is the gift that keeps on giving, right? Because after you've done the live broadcast, you've got all of this content that you can do a hundred things with. You can pull quotes out of it and use them on Twitter. You can write blog posts about the different aspects of the presentation. You can do one minute clips that go on Facebook as a teaser for your next live stream. You can do 10 second clips on Instagram to drive engagement. You can do a hundred things, but probably one of the big ones and the most obvious ones is the one you're getting at, which is, you know, chop it up into chunks and use them as beefy content that you probably, you know, put in a blog post or something like that. And this would be like, you know, a, a full or at least a good chunk of a session out of a conference, for example. And, you know, I, I think, well, you're absolutely right. I mean, people that are getting the most value on social are, are absolutely using native Facebook video and YouTube for different purposes. But when we're talking about putting things on web pages, I'm a big fan of Wistia. I've worked with them on mm. projects before. I met some of their team recently. I think Actually, aren't they up in your neck of the woods? I think they're up that way, aren't they? You know, I don't know, but it's so funny you mention that because everybody that I talk to, uh, that I ask that same question, they're yeah. all extremely passionate about Wistia. Yeah. And it's it's almost like those in social media that are really passionate about like Buffer, I think would be the most similar. Yeah. Or people that use yeah. Post Planner or, you know, whatever right. tool. But um, right. yeah, I just, and I'm sure there's competitors to Wistia, but it sounds like they, they have the market cornered, huh? Yeah, they do a great job. I, I think actually they're a great case study if you... Do a little research on them. Look at their website. Look at how they're using video on social and on their blog. You know, they do a really good job. And the power of Wistia, and I mean, there are, as you mentioned, similar platforms, but the power of these platforms over something like a Vimeo Embed or YouTube Embed, when you're using it on a web platform, is the reporting, right? I mean, you can un- right. you can understand how they're contributing to the conversion funnel. You could do live conversion CTAs in the videos and track different ones. You can do A-B tests, you know, so these are, these are ways that it adds a, a bunch of value. And they're, they're a fun team to work with too. They're a small company and they really do a good job. That's awesome. So for those of you not familiar, if you're still just embedding the old YouTube videos on your webpage for your business, it's W-I-S-T-I-A, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. All right. 
Well, Chad, thank you very much. I appreciate the wealth of information you provided us here. Very practical information. If you're looking to leverage video for your content marketing, it's not too late. And with the emergence of new technologies, it's easier than ever. And you know, these new technologies prove that there's more and more eyeballs, you know, looking at live streams, looking at videos. So if you're not there, you're missing out on the potential, right? And perhaps your competitors might get there before you. So that's yeah. going to end another episode of Maximize Your Social. I know that if you tweet out to Absin Live, A-B-B-S-O-N-L-I-V-E, they'll be more than happy to answer your live stream or video marketing questions on Twitter. And obviously, come on out to the Social Tools Summit, Boston, May 12th. Hang out with Chad and myself, and we'll talk more about video marketing and a host of other issues regarding social media tools in general. So that ends another episode of Maximize Your Social. Chad, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you next month in Boston, Neil. Indeed, Chad. And hey, wherever you are in the world, make it a great social day. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate all of your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at MaximizeYourSocial.com. Please also make sure to check out Neil's new community, the Social Media Center of Excellence, at socialmediacoe.com, as well as Neil's first social media event, the Social Tools Summit, which will be in Boston on May 12th and in the Bay Area this fall. Thanks again, and make it a social day.